0: Hi, this is Robert Schuler with Melissa's Produce, and you're listening in on Cords,
1: Vines, and Dimes.
2: Hi, this is Lisa with seismic and LDR Acoustic
3: Blend. You are listening to Cords, Binds, and Dimes.
1: Sunday. You're listening to Cords, Vines, and Dines. I'm Tom, and Cat is making her way over to the microphone as I speak.
4: Hi, Tom. Good afternoon. Good, good Sunday.
1: After- yeah, didn't we have fun yesterday? We
4: had a blast.
1: We went to the uh, block party at Peltzer Winery, mm-hmm. and there were five wineries pouring. It was Akash, Dofo, Peltzer, uh, Halter Ranch, and Palumbo. All good, great wineries. Yeah, and, and didn't and we had a nice visit with Nick and Cindy Palumbo. And doesn't he make beautiful wines? Oh, my
4: gosh. Uh, yeah, I could have just sat there and drank his wine. Well, I could do that any day, drink his wines all day long. But all of them had exceptional wines. Yep. Um,
1: but Nick's Merlot was just out of this world good.
4: And we got to see our friend Greg at Halter Ranch. That's right.
1: Formerly The former Hart, Hart Winery,
4: yeah. And, uh... A lot of other people too. Yeah. It was exciting, and then we went over to uh, Julie's dream. Yeah, we wanted to try that before. It was nice,
1: and we saw we saw Jim smollen <laughs> Yeah, we saw him over at
4: Peltzer. Then running, and he to followed us and, over to Julie's. But he didn't follow us over to um,
1: Vendemia. Vendemia. No. But Jim uh, always has a funny t-shirt on, and uh, I think yesterday said, "I like to party," and by party I mean taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> He's a character, and just he's just a fixture in wine country. I've known him for years, and he's a he's a great guy.
4: Oh, yeah. We, we had a wonderful time. It was a little too warm. Yeah. Look forward to when the weather's cooler and doing something similar yep. again.
1: Well, we have a heat wave coming, <sighs> Oh so Monday and Tuesday should be pretty miserable, but then as the uh, week winds down, the temperatures are going to drop. We're going to be in the 80s by the end of the week. Thank oh, goodness.
4: Thank goodness. I could take 80s. Yep. But 105 uh, schedule for, what, ju- Tuesday?
1: Yeah. Uh-uh. It just drains you. It just drains you.
4: You know, I think I just sleep during the day and work <laughs> at night or something like that. But, yeah.
1: Let me talk to my bosses and see if they're okay with that. If I just oh, come sure. in. <laughs>
4: I think we should just switch all the hours around. We make all the businesses work at night when it's that hot. There
1: you go. <laughs> so we want to thank uh, Melissa's Produce for being our official produce sponsor. And you picked out a... What sounds like a, a, an interesting and delicious recipe for a, a turmeric and ginger soup? Is yes, that, am I right?
4: Yeah, it's an immunity building.
1: Ah, we can all use that.
4: And well, you know me; I'm always looking <laughs> at stuff like that. And I haven't uh, ordered the uh, the ingredients yet, but I you, did pick that out.
1: You got me started on lemon water in the morning, and i I do it every day with cinnamon, cinnamon, ginger, cayenne pepper, black pepper, and uh, Turmeric. Turmeric,
4: yep. You need the black pepper with the turmeric.
1: Right. Activates it.
4: It activates it. Yeah, so I'm really excited about the turmeric soup.
1: And you can get fresh turmeric at Melissa's.
4: Uh-huh. Just go to their website. In fact, um, when we, well, one of our guests, Steve Beers, executive chef Steve Beers, uh, he's the one that got me when I made the uh, the first orange marmalade. And now I'm really into making some more marmalade. And I'm going to make a uh, blood orange. Oh, good. And so I went on Melissa's site and they're sold out right now, but they'll have them and I'm on the list. They're going to let me know.
1: That's going to be so pretty too. The color is going to yeah. be great.
4: I'm excited. And it's got a real different flavor than a regular orange.
1: Chef Steve is going to be, uh, have a segment on our show every uh, once a month. right? Yeah. We're
4: working on that.
1: And episode one is today or is this just a visit with him? Yeah. Okay.
4: This is just a visit. We did, um, you know, I didn't do any big introduction into the recorded, uh, interview with him we were just chatting good uh, and so that's when we start the uh, the interview his segment it's just going to show us just kind of rolling right in in the beginning of a chat Great. So.
1: and then in a couple of weeks we'll have our friend sean roberts back and he'll be inside the spotlight
4: yeah and he's going to have his show uh your daily again. your weekly dose your weekly dose it's a takeoff of mark and brian so yeah and he's so good I love Sean.
1: Yeah, he is a great guy. So anyway, uh, we have Chef Steve Bierce. We have Lisa Castle from Seismic and LDR Acoustic. And we have Marlena Martin, who's just a, a, such an accomplished woman. And uh, so we have three interesting visits lined up for you. Well, shall we launch into our first visit?
4: Let's do that with Executive Chef Steve Beers.
5: Got your love of food in New Orleans.
0: Yeah, I um, I went to New Orleans once, I was in a different line of work, and I just fell in love with the place, and the food, and the culture, and the people, it's like the best, some of the best food I've ever had, it was just amazing,
5: so, And surprised you didn't move there or something, <laughs> did you think about ever um, moving there?
0: You know, um... I thought about it, but I've never lived in the South. I've always lived in Southern California. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, the weather's a little bit weird for me there. It's pretty humid, but I could probably live there, Cat, you know?
5: So after going to New Orleans, you decided to go to culinary school?
0: Yes so what happened was I was working for this company for about seven years it was a legal publishing company and went to New Orleans went to a couple other places once a year for a convention and that was one of the last places I went to and then I don't know a year or so later they're like oh we're closing our California location everybody's pretty much out of a job you can move to Chicago to our headquarters You could move, you could take, you know, an early retirement or, you know, and I was too young at that point. I was still in my 20s. Or you could take unemployment. So I was like, yeah, I'll do unemployment. They give me, like, severance, unemployment, um, all my paid vacation. And I'm like, I'm going to go to culinary school. Why not? So that's what they did.
5: Oh, that's fun. That's a good idea. I never even thought, well, until recently, I never thought about going to culinary school. And um, I guess I'm not too old to do that, but I've been, you know, reading cookbooks and actually following you quite a bit with with New Life Culinary Creations. That's what you're doing right now over in the corporate room. Correct. And you're doing a lot of catering. You're hosting a lot of events. I see all your pictures. And I really am following you and a great admirer of your cooking. Uh, I've had quite a few of your dishes. And I know you and I talked before about going to bed with a stack of cookbooks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No. Well, thank you for saying what you just said. I greatly appreciate it. And that means a lot coming from you because I know you've been in this field for a long time. And, yes, I definitely appreciate that. Um, Yeah, I used to, you know, 20, 25 years ago buy a cookbook probably – once a week, you know, when Borders books were still around and used to love that place and, you know, kind of before Amazon hit the scene and um, I have quite a few cookbooks and then, you know, from culinary school, then I just kind of worked my way up, um, started at Cafe Nordstrom in the Cerritos Mall, worked the espresso bar and we did bake our own baked our own scones, cheesecakes, everything was made from scratch, so that was really good while I was going to culinary school, then I got a job at the Hyatt Regency in Long Beach, and actually worked in the fine dining restaurant in the Garde Manger portion of the line, and loved that, and then just kind of from there, bought a house in Marietta, just too long of a drive. <laughs> and I started working for Patton Oscars as a kitchen manager in Temecula, and then worked there for a couple of years, and then uh, put out my feelers and worked for a chain of seafood restaurants based in Riverside called the Market Boiler, and trained as a front house manager. And then they knew I went to culinary school, and the owner. Called me into his office and said, "We'd like to create a new position as a corporate chef for you. Are you interested?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah,
5: <laughs>
0: heck yeah!" And um, did that for about seven years, and then I uh, went. After that, it was it was an amazing learning experience. Like we had six restaurants at that time, all kind of scattered throughout Southern California and one in Northern California in Fremont so I'd have to fly up there and uh,
1: sometimes i just work a day sometimes I'd work a week up there um, so it was just
0: a great on the job learning experience and, I, and at that point I didn't have like a ton of experience but you know that, that afforded me the opportunity to work at different locations same concept but with different people and different line cooks and managers and then um, then from there I went to the Storm Stadium in Lake Elsinore and ran the Diamond Club and all their caterings there for about seven years and after that I went to Eagle Glen Golf Club in Corona for about a year and a half and then uh, my business partner Jeff Kirkland We went to high school together lost contact he started contacting me through facebook we started talking he liked cooking so one thing led to another we kept talking about opening up a catering business and the corporate room and the commercial kitchen came available in 2014 so we bought it and the rest is history and i've been here almost nine years now
5: wow that's incredible that, uh, that's really good. I love all the experience uh, that you talk about. It just really helps build now your your recipes, uh, your menus that you do for your uh, catering. Do mm-hmm. you do you do special orders? Do you have a preset menu? We
0: do have preset menus, and they can be accessed online at NewLifeCatering.com under our menu collection button. Um, but I would say 60% of it is the preset menus, and then 40% are all custom menus. And you know, people will call up and say, you know, I'm thinking about this. I want to do this, Steve. Can you make this? Not a problem. I like that because then it, it gets me out of the preset menus, which are fine, but, you know, it just gets my creative energy and juices flowing from that point and it's fun for me
5: oh yeah i, I could see that when you asked me to make the uh, orange marmalade for your entry in the uh, chefs socal chefs open over at peltzer um i'd never made an orange marmalade before and when yeah. you asked me about that i said sure i could do it and boy i my my creativity just started going and it was so much fun to do that, so I want to thank you again for considering me for that. And and you, and you came in third place in the, uh, what was it, the... the uh, People's Choice. People's Choice, that's right.
0: Yeah, well, if you've never made it before, you nailed it, Kat. I mean, <laughs> it was amazing. In fact, it was just the right amount with my homemade barbecue sauce to have the undertones of the orange and you get the essence of the peel um it was actually perfect I was trying to make all these different layers of flavors and textures and I think I accomplished that and thanks to you with your amazing orange marmalade
5: oh thank you yeah your uh, your duck was it duck crusti- crustini.
0: It was a smoked
5: duck oh. crostini. Oh, it was so good. I could have just sat there and eaten that all night long, and there was so many. I think there was 20 other chefs there, uh, mm-hmm. and it was very hard. Of course, you know, you were my number one choice, and I'm not ashamed to admit all five of my tickets went to you. <laughs>
0: Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
5: Well, you know, I've always given you, every time I've been there and tasted uh, your entry into the to the open, I've always given you at least two or, or three. But this year, I think, oh, I have to admit, because my orange marmalade was in there, I had to give you all five, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: Thank you so much. and you know, there's a lot of uh, great, amazing chefs that we're competing, and um, it's just an honor to be, you know, nominated for third place People's Choice Award. Um, I have won the whole event in previous years, I think two times, and then I got People's Choice once, and then I was also a judge um, one year as well at Pachanga.
5: Oh I remember that I remember going to Patonga for those it's a it's a great event and it benefits the Oak Grove Center Um, and so that's it's really a worthwhile event not just to go taste the food but you're supporting a good cause as well um I'm I'm anxious are you do you have any other events coming up competition events like that or
0: um no, there's nothing on the books currently um, I normally do this one um, I took a couple years off and then COVID hit of course um, but the only other one that we used to do was the Rotary Taste of the World it wasn't really a competition but there was a lot of you know restaurants, caterers and chefs there and you know we each had a booth and People would go around and almost kind of the same concept as the chef open. Right. But uh, nothing currently on the books right now, but always open for an opportunity.
5: I just, I I had forgotten about the uh, Rotary and I'd been to that one too before. Those are so much fun. And just the right amount uh, of food. So you can go around and taste. I love to just taste. I don't need big Mm -hmm. full meals. I love to go and and uh taped them all so yeah i'd forgotten about the rotary that was really nice now uh your wife kathy does she work with you uh or is she just a big supporter for you
0: uh currently she does not work for me she's a big supporter um she currently works at el patron mexican restaurant in Marietta.
5: oh i didn't know that i'll have to go visit her Yeah. That's good. And then um, uh, you also have a a whole staff of workers there behind you. Uh,
0: We do. Um, So on the corporate room side, there'll be servers and uh, set up people for banquets. Uh, We have about 15 staff members, um, but out of those 15, they're all very seasonal part-time people. Um, the only full-time people is myself and Candace, who's our event manager for the corporate room.
5: Oh she's great. I love Candace. I've seen a lot of I guess she does a lot of the photos and promoting mm-hmm. uh, oh gosh, those photos are just wonderful. Um, yeah.
0: Thank
5: I was like you. oh she does a great job on that. I've known her for quite a while too and mm-hmm. then you've got Jeff. Is he involved a lot with you on that?
0: Um, Jeff actually is a silent partner. Um, he works for T-Mobile during the day and he has five children so he's, <laughs> he's uh, super busy you know and very tied in with his church and just the kids. And, um, so yeah but he's, he's a silent partner but you know he'll jump in every now and then. if We definitely need help.
5: Oh that's great. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for this. Um, And I know you've got a busy season coming up with the holidays. You said before that was your your busy time of the year. Uh, I know when I stopped in there last week, you had a quinceanera uh, going for it. And the corporate room was absolutely beautiful. It's a perfect place for your events, uh, for anybody's events like that. And your kitchen, everything was just, boy, you've got a, a great spot there. And Wildemar for all of that.
0: We, we do and uh, if anybody wants to book an event um, between now and the end of the year or anytime uh, thecorporateroom.com is a great place to start. We hold 120 people. Uh, we have you know, tables, chairs, linens, everything, TVs mounted on the wall. We also have a uh, outside patio that could hold another 80 people. So technically, we could do 200.
5: Wow. And a uh,
0: great place to hold the event. Plenty of parking. It's totally safe. And, uh, yeah, give us a call. If you need a King Sierra or a private party or birthday party, celebrations of life, we do. Just, uh, you know, uh, lunch and learns from businesses. We kind of do it all.
5: You do. Yeah. and it, And you do it so well, too. I just love it I cannot give you enough praise and like I said I do follow you and watching uh, what you're doing and the pictures that Candace posts gives me ideas it's an inspiration for me and like I said with the orange marmalade I've got ideas now to go on to a grapefruit marmalade and uh, a blood orange marmalade and a few other things. I just branching off, and <laughs> you got my my creativity inspired again. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> well, that
0: that's awesome, and I would definitely uh, buy the blood orange marmalade for sure, just because the flavor and then the just the aesthetic look of that would be amazing on any dish. And all of your products are are very very good cat and we appreciate you and thank you for being such a big fan
5: oh oh it's easy to be a fan with what you guys are doing there so it's wonderful well thanks thank steve you. and give kathy and candace my love both
0: will do we will do and we appreciate you thanks so much and
5: i'll be in touch with you and i'm sure i'll see you again at one of the mixers there at the corporate room on the third thursday of each month
0: absolutely you're always welcome cat
1: so nice to have uh, Executive Chef Steve Bierce on the show from the corporate room here in Wildemark at
4: New Life Culinary.
1: That's right. and uh,
4: New Life Culinary Creations. Yeah, and he
1: does a great job in the kitchen there. Oh,
4: he's so creative. Yeah. I, I really do uh, love his cooking. Follow what they're doing. They've got put out some great charcuterie. Uh, Candace, who's their catering, catering manager. Easy for you to say. <laughs> uh, she... She always posts these gorgeous pictures on Instagram and mm. Facebook of what they're doing and nice. And um, so I'm I'm inspired.
1: Well, I have a couple of cards. Oh, oh go ahead. Go One ahead. more thing. Finish I gotta it. say
4: about Steve's wife, Kathy. Yes. About always supporting at the Chefs Open, she was going around saying, I'm so proud of my husband. I'm so Aww. proud of him. I you know, she and she really is, she is a huge supporter. I so love to sweet. see that. Yeah, and
1: we'll have to go see her at El Patron and Murrieta yes. right on uh, Murrieta, Murrieta Hot Springs.
4: That's, you know, Mexican food sounds pretty good. Margarita on a hot day. Ooh.
1: Yep, sounds good to me.
4: Me too. Let's plan the, it.
1: The game, okay. The game of food, and I'll start you off with cooking tools and techniques.
4: Oh, jeez.
1: What exciting substance or reaction is produced when you microwave a grape that's been cut in half? What happens when you microwave a grape that's been cut in half? Do you get A, plasma, B, fire, C, gamma radiation, or D, tetrions?
4: Let me go downstairs and try, <laughs> I'll be right back. I, I've never heard of it. I'll go with D. Plasma. A, plasma. Okay.
1: We'll have to try that.
4: Yeah, we, I'm I'm just thinking, ooh, is it coming, what's, I don't
1: know, we'll have to try it.
4: That is interesting. Okay, you want ingredients or regional dishes?
1: Oh, let's start with ingredients.
4: Uh, What fragrant ingredient gives Earl Grey tea its famous aroma? Mm. Mmm. Bergamot, lavender, lilac, or yuzu? Why yuzu? Bergamot. Yes, that was an easy one. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I didn't even have to look to know that. <laughs> Pe-
1: people and pop culture. Okay. This Berkeley chef activist is widely credited as being one of the pioneering figures behind the California food movement. Is it A, Pim Vivit? <laughs> is it B, <laughs> Jessica Coslow? C, Alice Waters? Or D, Claudia Fleming
4: oh jeez! could you repeat That's, the question sh- this
1: should be an easy one that okay is it A Pim Tekka Muana Vivit is it B Jessica Koslow C Alice Waters or D Claudia Fleming
4: Alice Waters ding 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 I don't know why I knew that I just...
1: yeah she uh, started Chez Panisse in oh, see, Berkeley I
4: kept thinking of Alice's restaurant <laughs>
1: Yeah, Chez Panisse, which is just a pioneering, uh, it's a landmark, and she's credited for a lot of great things.
4: Okay, you ready for this one? This is uh, regional dishes. Let's do it. Which state leads the nation in dairy production? A, New York, B, Wisconsin, C, Idaho, or D, California?
1: Wisconsin. Mm. New York?
4: California. Wow.
1: Okay. We tied it one apiece.
4: Yes, we did. Good, good, good.
1: All right. So you went to uh, Pepe's last night, and you heard uh, Lisa Castle and Seismic.
4: Right. Yeah, we listened to a little bit of their music at the beginning of the show, and that was just from stuff I I recorded, just a little bit. Uh, they didn't have any real MP3s that we could play. Right. Uh, but they're one of the most popular bands in the uh, Temecula Valley area. Uh, Lisa is such a sweetheart. She is. And her husband, Dave. And they had uh, a special guest drummer,
1: Dave Dinucci.
4: Dinuccio.
1: Dinuccio.
4: And uh, yeah, it was it was very very cool. I took my grandson Braden, who is an aspiring musician. Yep. And during the break, uh, Dave let Braden come out and play drums.
1: Oh, how fun!
4: And it was really nice. We had a good time until they kicked us out because Braden's <laughs> not twenty-one. Not quite yet. Yeah, we oh, thank goodness. Um, I mean, you know, we were there. We were there during the legal hours, but then we had to leave. Oh, nice. But we did have a good time. And so, anyway, um, should we get into the interview with Lisa? Sounds good. It is my extreme pleasure to have Lisa Castle from the LDR Acoustic Blend. (laughs) And Seismic. And Seismic. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Kat. How are you guys today? We are wonderful. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great, thank you. You got Thanks a big concert
4: me. coming up or uh, get coming up this Saturday.
3: I do. We're over at Pepe's um, Cantina in Canyon Lake from eight to eleven. Should
4: be a fun time. That's wonderful. <laughs> yes. You had Dave Dinucci.
3: I'm having Dave, Di- yeah, Dave Dinucci will play drums with us. Um, uh, so. Yeah, it was super fun, and he's a he's a great guy. And um, this is the first time. This will be the uh, first time that we'll have Dave with us and play, as far as on um, the full band. But we've uh, we've had him play um, the congas on with LDR Acoustic Blend, which is really fun. And he's he's just got great timing and adds so much
4: to our music. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Um, very much. So. 've got you also do a duo with you and, and your husband Dave. Yes. And where do yes. you play? You do you do a lot at the wineries, don't you? We do
3: um, this year we've played quite a bit at Somerset wineries. Um, so um, we, I have, we have gigs through at the end of the year at Somerset, so we're super excited oh, um, Friday fantastic. and Saturday nights there. So um, really a, an exciting time, and uh, sometimes it's inside, sometimes it's outside, but usually it's pretty fun. Um, and then when I do the acoustic, I usually will have Randy, who is uh, Randy Green, who's normally like a home player that plays with us. But when he can't, then I'll use possibly Dave DiNuccio and then sometimes
1: Luis the least Navarrete from um, What the Funk. <laughs> what the Funk, what a great name. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and you do, uh, yeah. I know you do private parties. You've played at my friend George uh, Renteria's house a few times.
3: Yes, um usually he'll have like all his wine tastings and um it, that's been super fun and there's always fabulous food usually catered by like Magda. Magda, yeah yeah so,
1: so you always bring so much to the party.
3: Ah, thank you. We try real hard to to make it fun and and, and involve our our listeners.
4: <laughs> so when did you um start singing? Were you a young child? When did you decide you wanted to, to be a singer and a musician? And
3: Well, Kat, I was, I've been singing since I was a little girl because my, my father would play an acoustic guitar and he would have myself and my um, middle sister, we would sing together because we used to harmonize real well together. And then that was back then when they would have the reel-to-reel to record on. So right. like that he used to record and play it back. And one of the songs that he used to make us sing was Lemon Tree. That tells very you how, pretty. how old that is. <laughs> and yes. the lemon
1: flower is sweet.
3: <laughs> yes, very much so. And then at one point... Um, my dad was really into um Peter, Paul and then Mary. So he would have me sing stew ball from that
1: yeah. particular group. So
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> that was a great era in music.
3: It was. It was it was I remember so many different songs that my and even to this day, um when I my dad's still alive but he uh, he has he's starting to get um dementia. So mm. he's having a hard time remembering things and so he doesn't play his guitar like he used to and but there's songs that every time I hear them always remind me of him, like The Boxer and, you know, songs like that oh, that he used to always play.
4: Yeah. Did you ever do uh, Puff the Magic Dragon?
3: <laughs> yes, he used to do Puff the Magic Dragon, um, and I used to love to hear him sing that. So I was always involved um, listening to my dad play guitar and sing.
4: Oh. And so you so you always played, and then you married a musician.
3: Yeah, when I married Dave, which was back in 1988, um, but we had dated about um, four or five years before that. And then we went to middle school and high school together. Um, So I've known him for a really long time. And uh, he has always played, he started actually playing guitar um, in the seismic band, he plays bass. So, um, you know, he really enjoys playing bass. But yeah, he's always played. Played the guitar, and he was the one that was always in bands before I was.
4: <laughs> wow, and and what kind of influence did you have? I mean, besides your dad and Peter Paul and Mary, and and
3: so in in my life, my, um, my on my dad's side of the family, um, everyone in my dad's side of the family can sing, um, and my grandparents were very very big churchgoers and Christians, and so we all sang so we would all sing in the church um and so in, including my cousins and my aunts and you know they all sing and so and my sisters all sing and that's kind of how we we did it um it was always through like church and and my dad and and then i just started listening to different artists and um then my sisters and i were really big with karaoke we discovered karaoke and we all bought our own machines and went to shows houses and sang and and um, so, within, and then always with camping, we would always be singing and taking the karaoke machine. And we'd have people come from all over from the different campsites and come sing with us. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, so, it was really fun. Do you so, have different...
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Do you have different set lists for seismic and LDR acoustic?
3: Yes. We have um, very very different songs for both. Uh, every once in a while, there are a few that I can incorporate with both bands, but for the most part, um, we do different things. Um, I discovered that a lot of the songs that I can do with Seismic are, um, kind of male voices, which is really surprising. Um, I never realized, realized I had that, <laughs> but, um, so I could, it just sort of kind of morphed into what we do now. And then for LDR, um, my dad was a big Eagles fan and so we would, I can sing almost every Eagles song there is, but we incorporated some of those in LDR and The Police and a lot of 80s in um, the LDR band.
4: What's your favorite to sing? Who's your favorite artist you sing?
3: Well, I, I like a lot of different artists, but Surprisingly my my absolute favorite band is the P fifty twos, believe it or not. Uh, oh,
1: they're wonderful.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's like my favorite band. So the music is so um uh, joyful and usually fun and um their message is all about the planet and Earth and I um and I like that a lot. Um apparently I'm one of the artists that I've seen well is um Stevie Nicks ah. which um I tend to to do a lot of those and a lot I love her like
4: that music, that's, so. that's great yeah um what, what's your favorite Stevie Nicks song
3: right now is um Gold Dust Woman
4: yeah that's, oh, yeah. that's right a great now. one <laughs> do you that's
3: know one I like to
4: sing? my favorite has been Silver Spring ever since I heard that when it first was released I absolutely love that song. And watch the video of her giving uh, the, the evil eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I heard> that. <laughs> it's,
2: it's
3: so perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lisa, so we great. were talking about harmonies earlier, and I just got turned on to uh, some of the outtakes from Bob Dylan's Nashville Skyline album. And the oh, harmonies yeah. with Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash are out of this world.
4: Oh, I can imagine.
1: Amazing. I mean oh,
4: crazy. That's a does speaking of harmonies, does Dave harmonize with you at all or back you up?
3: Yes. So there are times when Dave and I um do harmonies. Like one of the songs that we do together is Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Oh that's a good and one. um oh yeah, great song. And sometimes we'll have Rob Miller um if we run into him. Um, he'll come play guitar with us and he usually does Wicked game with us and uh, and you know Rob Miller is a phenomenal guitar player
1: we love Rob
3: uh, oh yeah great guitar player so he when he plays with us it just even adds even more to the band when he's playing with us with LDR and um, so Dave will harmonize and sometimes um, he will uh, Rob Miller will harmonize with us as well so and it always sounds so great when we do that
4: I've known Rob for close to 25 years he's like an uncle to my kids <laughs> that's well, we know and how so far sweet. we go back he's he's an amazing
3: artist too I mean if you um I'm sure you've had him on here and and able to um listen to some of his albums because he has the most interesting music you know mm-hmm. an incredible artist
4: oh he is and yeah. also a great painter speaking of art
3: yes Oh my gosh! Yeah, beautiful
4: paintings. Yeah. I have I have two of his originals. He's given me over the years, so it's. Oh, that's
3: nice.
4: Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, I actually posted a picture not too long on Facebook of one of the paintings he gave me for my birthday. Gosh, a long time ago, and Aww. it was of a lighthouse because he knows I like lighthouses, and he painted a oh, lighthouse right. for me. Right. Oh, that's
3: that's fantastic. He's he's a like,
4: yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. In fact, I'm yeah. supposed to have lunch with him this in the next week or so. But, oh, nice! That'll be
3: nice.
4: Yeah, he was giving the grand boys piano lessons for a while.
3: Oh, how fun! Yeah, so, yeah, because I know he does. He's a really good teacher,
4: from what um, I
3: was told. You know, yeah, he,
4: does, well, he has um, a lot of patience with with my grand boys, and that's what you need with these with these guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, kids are kids, you know. <laughs>
4: So, do you uh, play any instruments, or do you just uh, doing vocals? Or
3: I'm just a I'm just a vocalist. Um, I you know occasionally will use the fifth tambourine a little bit here and there, but that's about it. Um, when I was younger, I did take piano lessons, but I, I never went very far with it, so I probably wouldn't be able to do too much. But <laughs> Well, it was years ago and I was probably about like ten or eleven years
1: old. Don't don't shortchange yourself by saying you're just a vocalist. Your your voice is a, is a, an instrument.
3: Aw, thank you. I try real hard and I, I I work at it and music and singing is just a way to express yourself,
4: you know?
1: Really truly.
4: It's like my therapy. <laughs> oh, it's therapy for a lot of people, even the non musicians. <laughs> Yeah. But your voice is, yeah. uh, I could listen to you uh, sing all day and all night. You have such yeah. a great voice and changed and I know that. your range, like you said, you, you've changed, you know, when you go from the LDR acoustic, when you go to seismic, your, your yeah. range is a little different and I could see that with you. Yeah. Your, yeah. Your range is just so incredibly good. I could see you, too, doing um, a lot of Janis Joplin when you're doing Seismic. Have you done any of hers?
3: I I haven't. Um, I do get asked frequently to sing Janis Joplin. Um, it's And I get asked to do a, a lot of different artists. I always get asked to do something by Fleetwood Mac or Stevie Nicks. I get asked to do something by um, Janis. Um, I usually get asked to sing Heart. Um, so... Uh, My take on a lot of those is mainly that if I, I feel like if I can't do the song justice, it has to be just right for those artists, in my opinion, because, you know, they're so iconic and I can't, I want to make sure that it's always right, including instruments and the whole nine yards, you know? So I haven't really, you know, dove into them very much. I do a couple of heart songs with the LDR band, um, but I haven't quite touched Janice. Um, I hopefully in the new future,
1: I, I may end up venturing into that. <laughs> I grew up in San Francisco, and I was fortunate enough, by my count, to have seen Janice with Big Brother 13 times. Oh, wow. And she was the That's most amazing. electric performer I have ever seen in my lifetime.
3: Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. You know, it's, the artists from, you know, years ago are <clears throat> so phenomenal, and... I mean, they just don't have music like that, like they used to. They you know? don't. No. Yeah. And
1: it's more about the show now than it is about the music.
3: Yeah, you know, I've been seeing that. That's kind of one of the things that I like about what I, what we've done, Dave and I, and with the music that we that we do, everything's pretty raw. So when you see Seismic, what you are hearing is exactly what we're playing. Um, and the same thing with LDR. I don't have tracks. I don't have. It's everything is. What you hear is what we play. I love that.
4: I've noticed a lot with the uh, musicians out in this area that they there's not a lot of show. They actually play. They're they're very serious minded, and their show is their music. They don't need all the extra frills. And I, I believe I,
3: that too. There's a lot of a lot of musicians that are out here. Um, we've got we've been able to get to know a lot of the bands and and the the players and. Um, it's a nice little tight knit community, and and they all are great musicians, and and everybody plays their stuff, and and it it is that way. They're all they all play their instruments, and the voices that you're hearing are them. And it's it's great.
4: And everybody supports every each other, and very little drama. I I think it's just great. Everybody is just so gets along so well out here.
3: And I love that. I love the the no drama thing, and I like to be able to promote other bands and we, we go out and we watch other bands and support them as well.
4: Oh, it's fun doing that.
3: It is fun. And it's, and it's important, you know, that you can, you know, your fellow musician, like, Hey, let me promote your gig and let's, let's go. And then that way other people will come too, and, you know, they do it to us too. They all come and support us as well. So it's, it's great.
4: Well, Lisa, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us and you're going to be at Somerset, was it every Sunday for the rest of the year? So,
3: the next time that we're at Somerset, I believe, is going to be the 23rd of um, September. So, yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's the 23rd.
1: Well, we'll try and make it out there. We'd love to see you.
3: Yeah, we're, you know, um, for sure. We're at, oh, I'm sorry, it's September 1st that we're at Somerset.
2: Oh, perfect. Actually. Oh, good.
3: September yeah. 1st is we're at Somerset from 6 to 9. Um, that'll be the LDR um so yeah you guys should come and say hi and, and all that so i know
4: i got a, a little music man here that needs a, a ldr fix i think uh,
3: uh, i think that would be fabulous you thanks. should come up and play play an instrument or something
4: <laughs> thanks so much for your time lisa
3: thank you guys you guys have a great day thanks for having me
4: isn't lisa such a sweetheart oh, she's a doll and, she really is, and what what vocals! My goodness.
1: We caught her while she was at work at Animal Friends in the Valley. So, she's got a big heart. She's got a she's just a, a nice all around woman.
4: She certainly is. So I've got my uh, weird history. Okay. Uh, these are things about some of the states that are weird. United okay. States. Each state. Or that's oh. weird, but they aren't. Okay. Let's um, There is one. New Hampshire doesn't have a seatbelt law for adults.
1: Okay. That's, that
4: is weird. It is weird. Um, North Dakota produces the most honey in the United States. I would never have guessed that. That's weird. Portland, Oregon got its name thanks to a coin flip. That's funny. Uh, Michigan. Oh, this one I really thought was good. <laughs> okay. Michigan is home to the only floating post office in America.
1: <laughs> Who would have thunk?
4: Who would have thunk that? Um, jousting is Maryland's official state sport.
1: Wow. Okay.
4: <laughs> uh, Alabama's constitution is the world's longest. Okay. Um, New York State's uh, New York State's run and and at <laughs> a wrong deck. Anarong Park. Adirondack. Uh It's bigger than most national parks. Cool. Uh, Minnesota is the only state whose motto is in French. Wow. Illinois is the pumpkin capital of the United States. Okay. And I think that's probably about. It. That's probably enough. I could probably keep going on, but I just thought those were kind of interesting ones.
1: Should we talk about next week's guests, or do you want to hold that for the end of the show? No,
4: that's. We can recap it.
1: Okay, well, we have uh, three very interesting people. We have Dr. William R. Forstchen, Ph.D. He's a military historian and renowned expert on EMP strikes, and he's been spreading the word about the importance of updating America's aging power grid to not only protect our population in the event of an EMP attack, but to also make our opponents think twice about launching one in the first place. His uh, new book is called Five Years After. It's the latest book in the One Second After series, so that should certainly be an interesting visit.
4: Oh, that yeah, I like we're getting all these authors. And, yeah, and his subject is really different.
1: Yeah, and kind of scary. It, it is scary. It's something that could happen. We also have uh, Paul Dunham. Is it Dunham or Durham? Durham. Durham. Paul Durham. He is a uh, singer songwriter who lives in Washington State and uh, really interesting history. He had a gap in his career, and he'll tell us all about that, but uh, in September, he's going to uh, have a big concert in the Seattle area, so we'll talk about that, and we also uh, are going to be tasting some Rocky Pond wines from Washington State. Oh,
4: I can't wait.
1: And then we have Robbie Motter.
4: <laughs> then we have Robbie Motter. Yes. Uh, she uh, she said she works at GSFE, Global Society for Female entrepreneurs, but she's actually the one that, I believe, started the whole thing. Um, She has been just phenomenal with working with women all around the world and started all these organizations uh, for networking, and that's how we met today's guest. Marlena Martin. Marlena Martin. So should we get on with Marlena? Let's do that. You know, Tom, I'm involved with the uh, Global Society for Female Executives.
1: I did know that.
4: Yeah, with uh, Robbie, Robbie Motter. Robbie
1: Motter, our mutual friend.
4: And Robbie's going to be on our show next week. Yay. But uh, she also suggested I talk with a few of the other members. And we have Marlena Martin, who is one of the one of the big members. I mean, she does a lot for the organization. Hi, Marlena.
2: Hello, thank you for having me on.
4: (laughs)
1: Well, We're very honored to have you on. I've been glancing at your resume and uh, that's quite a list of accomplishments.
4: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. (laughs) You are one busy lady.
2: I feel busy right now because this is the season where I have my awards program and the international uh, pageant. So this is when things really kick into gear this part of the year for me.
4: You have a big event coming up uh, September,
2: right? I have actually two events. I have the Woman of Achievement Awards lunch, which is a rising stars lunch where people can nominate someone at our website, uh, womanofachievement dot com, to somebody in California that they feel fits into one of the categories, and. Um, And then I have my international pageant because I do run pageants, but they are achievement oriented and we deal with women primarily over 40, but 27 and up. So once they're out of Miss America, those ages beyond is the (laughs) most, that's my demographic.
1: So Kat, (laughs) you barely qualify in the 27 and up category. Oh yeah, I'm
4: 28, right. (laughs) Uh,
2: Well, it's funny because I actually have, um, in this one coming up, I have, a whole category called classic which is just for people in their 50s and then that's my fullest category and then I have the 60 and up um, which is elegance and then that we have about five women in that so I opened that division up I and so and then I have the younger division but I notice as I get older I get fewer fewer people in the younger and more in my age range so really (laughs) my demographic is 40 and over pretty much.
4: Now, how did you come up with the idea of doing this?
2: Well, I came up with it because I'm a Miss America train judge, and I had a couple of preliminaries for them. I had Pasadena um, pageant, which is, uh, Miss, we called it Miss Crown City. So I ran that and uh, put, sent someone to Miss California who got fourth runner-up, and then two years later, she actually won Miss California, and then she almost won Miss America. She got first runner-up.
1: Wow. Is is, Miss America still exists? Is that still a thing?
2: It still exists, but it's had quite um, a shakeup. So it had some uh, emails that got public from one of their from the CEO who was very famous, and it was not flattering to some of the former Miss Americas. So they kicked him out, which was a shock. And then they had other people take over. They got rid of the swimsuit portion and the evening gown. And so um, a whole new pageant started called Miss Volunteer. Uh, So volunteer pageant is like the, the new Miss America. They kept all the original elements. And now Miss America's had a real revolving board of directors, but it looks like the new board is going to try to steer it back around closer to what it was. So they really had a shake up there, but people are still entering. People are still entering.
4: Oh, that's good. Now Uh you, you started way back in 1991 marriage ministry.
2: Uh, Well, it was in yeah, marriage. I'm wondering what, you you got the interesting resume. Uh Yeah, I was involved in in helping people that were going through divorces and getting their marriages either back together and um, or uh, just helping them go through that period. We saw quite a few come back together, though. Very interesting when people are out the door. And actually, you know who spoke at our event was... Um, remember Love Boat, Captain Stewing? Well, of course, um, yes. Well, he had left his marriage. I can't think of his name, but anyway, he left his marriage and McLeod. Oh, yeah. Gavin Gavin McLeod. Gavin McLeod. He left and his wife had uh, worked with the person I worked with and she said this is what you do to get it back and let's, you know, let's pray about it. Let's stand on it. Let's, Let's believe he's coming home and uh, he he came back after about two years. She said she set his place at the table. He was gone two years. Aww. And when he came back in the door, he said, oh, I miss your cooking. And she goes, well, good <laughs> have a seat. Your place has been set for Aww. two years. And they got back together, and they were together until I think he passed away. I'm not sure, but I think uh, he did pass. I'm not sure. One of them I passed away. So. But, but they came to speak and tell their story about how they got everything back together. So it, it is possible to heal something like that.
4: Oh, that's nice. And then you went on to Skid Row Food Ministry. You became a legal recruiter for LA law firms. I mean, you've just gone through (sighs) you've done so much i just look at this and and i get tired going how does she do it all
2: (laughs) oh my goodness you know it's so funny when you people it's so funny when you interview people and you talk about their resumes and they all say the same thing they all say is that me (laughs) when they hear it back they can't believe it's them right um but yeah i did i did the legal recruiting for a while uh because i worked in law firms as a legal secretary and um and so I worked in law firms. And then when you know the inside of different law firms and the corporate culture, you're you're a good recruiter because you know the different law firms and what they're looking for. And um, I worked for Quinn Manuel, which was a great law firm in downtown. And all their attorneys had to have two degrees. So you had engineering and law, something. You couldn't just be a straight law degree there. And everybody was brilliant. You were in brilliance with brilliance. And we had a barista they showed movies. You could kick back and watch. I, I don't. It was. It was the honor system there, but we all got work done. But <laughs> that was one of my favorite favorite jobs. I'll tell you.
4: Did you ever think of becoming a lawyer yourself? Or just...
2: no, because you know why? I just. It's it's like it's so much time. Once they've got you, or you're on a big case, you're giving so much time and. I like flexibility and I wanted, I was looking for flexibility way back when I was starting and it really, the work from home, flex schedule, um, everybody was nine to five. There was none of what we see today. And after the pandemic, you have a lot of people doing this hybrid situations even still where two days off, two, you know, three days in. So I was looking for that a long time ago. I mean, I remember my 20s looking up at the ceiling going, I'm not gonna get old under fluorescent lights this is not my career path in a cubicle till i'm 65 and retired this is not my career path but you know back then when i started people were doing what they're doing now and um and so i was looking for it i finally found it and now i just work for myself but um yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of flexibility now in the work market so in the workforce
1: what is your main focus now marlena
2: well, right now, so I just run Woman of Achievement because, uh, you know, earlier when you you asked me about how I got into what I do, when I was sitting, and I coach women too, so I remember I was coaching somebody and I was at Miss California and there were two women, they were 26, and only one of them was going to win California. We knew the top two front runners and they picked the one lady and then the other lady went off into the sunset she aged out and I just said you know it's a shame that at 26 you know that's it for her there's nothing else for her in the pageant world and Mary uh, and um, Miss America said we're the largest scholarship organization in the world so I thought well women go back to school after 30 after 26 women get married and want to go back to school or divorced or whatever they do they want to go back And uh, why are we cutting women off at 26? And then, so I had decided to start something similar for women after they age out of Miss America. And then right about that time, the housewives franchise, the real housewives franchise got really big. And the whole notion of like women, hey, women are hot. They're viable. They're doing stuff after 40. Hey, wake up, people. Like we already knew this, but now the world knows it. And so... (laughs) It was just perfect, like that whole scenario, and um, you know, women just were great, and we just keep evolving. So why not have something for women after after twenty seven?
1: Marlene, I I noticed a couple of years ago you got the presidential award from President Biden for community service. That congratulations!
2: Oh, thank you. You know, I really appreciate that, and you know, I now I give them out. Believe it or not, wow. I, we are, we are a certifying organization, so I give a, a few of those every year. In fact, I got one out yes last year, and I will be giving one out on stage at my International Woman of Achievement on September 24th on the Queen Mary, which, by the way, the Queen Mary's reopened. We've waited for that to happen wow. because this is my 10th year on the Queen Mary, and they just newly remodeled, and thank God we get to go back and have our events there.
1: Well, it's about time I got to see the Queen Mary. I I, I can't believe I haven't done that yet.
2: You haven't?
1: Nope.
2: Oh, you've never. You know, do you know the Queen Mary has the largest Art Deco collection in the world? Wow. Uh, It's really an amazing. And they have a small film room there that goes into the historic uh, voyages, the military history that that ship made. Uh, Churchill's been on there. Major world contracts were signed there, agreements, treaties, um, and then there's a military background and a royal background, and there's so much history on that ship. It's worth
4: it's worth seeing. It really is.
1: Well, I'll put that on my must-do. List.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to. I have to take you there. I've been on there a couple times. Okay. It's
1: Beautiful. Hmm. Marlena, is there anything else you'd like to to bring up or or talk about?
2: We are accepting uh, nominees for that Women of Achievement Rising Star Luncheon uh, up until the end of August. August 29th is when the nominations close. And we have several categories. We have military, so women that have given back to military or veterans. Resilience, women that have overcome and maybe shouldn't even be alive, but they made it through. You can nominate someone in that category. Community leaders, educators. And innovators, innovators, people who are innovators in their field. So any of those categories, if you know a woman that fits those, we are still taking nominations on our womanofachievement.com till August 29th. Okay. That's great. And what's your website? It's a womanofachievement.com. com.
1: Excellent.
2: I'm so glad we got to speak about the Queen Mary and all things yeah, all the way around.
1: What, what a fun visit, Marlena! Thank you so very much.
2: Well, thank you for having me,
4: and I look forward to meeting you in person at one of the GSFE events.
2: Yes, Kat. Well, I'm half in San Diego and half in in Los Angeles, so I'm sure we will run into each other. At well, some we're
4: point. in Temecula Valley. Maybe one of these times when you're on your way to one point or the other, we could have lunch or. So right. like
2: that. that's right and i know uh, charmaine summers is one of my one of my title holders oh okay so um violet williams i mean there's so many in gsfe but uh i i go out there to the golf course sometimes so we, we probably will see each other sooner or later
4: <laughs> Well, you've got my number and you've got my oh, email me. so stay in touch and of course i'm on facebook and um, so I look forward to, to really meeting you and getting to know more about your women uh, and achievements. Okay,
2: thank you so much for uh, having me on the show.
4: Great. Thank Take you. Thank you, Marlena. Bye-bye. Wasn't that a great interview with Marlena?
1: What a fascinating woman, and she's uh, got her fingers in so many areas.
4: And we only touch part of it.
1: Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we could spend another hour with her easily. and
4: Go through everything. Just absolutely incredible. And remember, the... Uh, com.
1: Right, and the clock is ticking on getting On the nominations nomination
4: for yeah. the 29th. So, look forward to hearing more from Marlena. Yeah. I and mean, the Women get, of Achievement.
1: And we'll have uh, the Woman of Achievement, Robbie Motter, next week. Yes. So, thanks so much for listening to Chords, Vines, and Dines. Thanks to our official produce sponsor, Melissa's Produce, Melissa's.com. We'll see you next Sunday.
4: Thank you, Tom. And we're going to finish our show with... Vince Mendoza. Oh, boy. What a talent. Yes. Yes. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next Sunday.
5: Hey folks, this is Robert Rankin Walker here with Cords, Vines, and Dines.